This is Rebel Culture. My name is Alicia Rebel. I am the girl who laughs in the face of danger and does what scares her anyway, no matter how nervous it might make me or how much overthinking I'm gonna do afterwards. I am here to give you the big sis advice you guys always ask for. I am known for seeing the silver linings and cracking a smile on every single person's face that I know. I take pride in that. <laughs> Rebel Culture is a space to explore new perspectives, to grow, to embrace yourself, flaws and all, and most importantly, to laugh. So grab yourself a drink and let's revel in the highs and lows of life together. Okay, oh my gosh, you guys, welcome back to Rebel Culture. Let's just hop right into this podcast. There's so much I want to talk to you guys about. It's perfect that I actually forgot to record before Friday and now I'm recording at the end of the week because this week has been hectic in general. Um, but I know you guys want to hear all about how or the, how the meeting with Quincy and my dad went. So my OGs, my the, the girlies who've been here for forever, like for years, um, you know, this wasn't just actually, okay, OGs, yes. Like my OG girls who have been here for a few years or longer, hi. My new people, you guys also know, this is not just a regular, regular, hey, this is my boyfriend, you know, I really like him. I hope you guys do too, type of thing. This is a this is my first serious relationship after canceling a wedding, leaving a fiance, and not just a fiance, but leaving an eight-year relationship. Like this is a little bit more serious than uh, a regular meeting of the boyfriends and parents thing because my parents walked watched me like walk through that pain. They they. You know, they, they were there the whole time. They, they saw everything. They, and I'm their only daughter, you know, like they don't want to see me in pain. So I knew, like I was more afraid to introduce them as my boyfriend because I knew this is serious. Like this, they were gonna take it more serious <laughs> than just like, this is my boyfriend type of thing, you know? So there was crying, not on my part, thank the Lord, um, not on my part, but mom cried. That's not anything surprising, actually. I shouldn't even throw that in there. She literally cries if a bird hits a window. Like, I don't know. She cries all the time. It's, um, it's just her way of expressing emotions, but she cried. Dad and Quincy had like the longest walk ever. Mom and I were like, where are they? There's no way that they're lost because this is a neighborhood and dad knows where he is. Like, I don't know. It was crazy, but let me start from the beginning. And before I even start at the beginning, let me just give you a lowdown. Y'all, I have an apartment. It is booked, it's done. But let me tell you something. I prayed about this apartment. I prayed heavy and I kept hearing, it's East Line, by the way. If you guys wanna see the apartment before I even move into it, go to the vlog. Um, Quincy went with me, we were apartment hunting. It's, I think it's just called like Weekend Vlog Plus Apartment Hunting, it's on YouTube. Alicia Ravel, you can't miss it. Um, you can see kind of like an empty apartment tour, if you will. It's stunning, it's beautiful, it's out of a price range type of thing. Like I want to save money. I think I'm always gonna be the type that just wants to save money. But I also want to live in a place that I'm just like, oh, like I love being here. And what I've realized watching the older generations, you guys, is getting a house at like 20, 21, 22, getting married that young, getting a house that young, 
raising kids and then being able to live in your dream apartment, dream house, dream whatever in your 50s is just not not even just like, no thank you anymore. It's not even ideal. It's not even like realistic. It's not even attainable for us. As 20 year old, well I'm 30 now, but like we can't buy houses. It's not fucking affordable in the slightest. So it's like, I don't have kids. I can afford it. It is out of my price range, but that's just gonna make me hustle even harder. And I know when I do have kids, I'm gonna have to downsize. And I wanna be okay with that because I don't wanna look back on my life and be like, damn, I should've. I feel like I've spent literally the majority of my life looking back and being like, damn, like what if I just did that, what I wanted to do? What if I had like gone to LA? I really wanted to go to LA when I was younger and be an actress. And you know, I was told by the ex at the time, like, you'd be starting at the bottom, you'd be drowned, like you would not stand out, you'd be with millions of other people, you wouldn't make it, it wouldn't, like all this other stuff. And I was just like, yeah, you're being logical, you're right, and I just listened to them. But I look back and I'm like, what if though? Because I have the drive, I have the ambition, I have the talent, I could have, I probably would have made it, you know? Anyway, so I don't wanna spend the rest of my life wondering what if anymore i'm tired of that that's why i started new so i started new like uh, in 2020 at the end of 2020 that's why i started new when i was 29 like i i couldn't do this anymore i want to spend the majority the majority now i know this is not ideal but the majority of the rest of my life doing what i want to do instead of what i think i have to do you know let's let's try living in a nice apartment and see if all of a sudden I do fucking, I don't know, make it big, if you will, or just like become more successful than I am, which I need to, to afford this apartment, okay? I need the success. So y'all, thank you for being here. You are literally supporting me and supporting my dreams and helping me like face my fears, if that makes sense. It's, 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 um, it's a reward. It's like a community, if that, if I, like you guys being here and supporting me, no matter if you're on the podcast or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, you're supporting me and you're helping me see my dreams come true, literally. Um, but I also prayed about it, because I have learned in the last year, I don't do anything without God's you know, approval. Like I need to talk to him first. He's always right, he's always been right. So I was like, what, where do I go? And I swear I heard him say East Line three times loud and clear, and I literally tried to talk out of it, like yeah. That's what my head, that was my self-conscious. That's what my brain wants to, wants to say, because I want, but it was like East Line. And I'm like, okay, why am I doubting? Why am I asking God to tell me what to do? And then he tells me, and I'm over here like, eh, like why? What's the point? So we went with East Line. Um, on, I need some water. Y'all, these allergies in Dallas are literally trying to kill me. It's not your, oh my God, sorry. It's not your normal, hold on. Oh, it's not your normal allergies. It is not like sneezing, runny nose, whatever. It's this drainage at the roof, at the top of my sinuses, like behind my eyes or kind of underneath my eyes, at the two, uh, roof of my mouth, that's where it is. It's not draining from my nose, it's at the roof. And what it is, is draining in the back of my throat, causing insane irritation like it hurts to swallow. I wake up in the morning and I feel like I have strep throat. This has happened, ironically, this happened right before I moved to Austin in 2015 and I went to the doctor and everything. I was like, yo, like I 
this is it won't go away it's been like two weeks he's like you don't have strep throat like they tested me for a few things i don't remember because it was such a long time ago but he was like you don't have strep throat what it is is allergies you are just having nasal drainage in the back of your throat and it's irritating it so much that you feel like you're you're you you're you have strep throat like you feel like you're sick but it's just allergies so my abnormal allergies are crazy and they hit hard today Okay, so bear with me. I'm so sorry. Anyways, so God said East Line. And I'm like, okay. And I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. Because you guys are the first to hear it. Podcast babies, are you ready? I'm moving in with Quincy. <laughs> are y'all screaming? Please stop. <laughs> um, we're moving in together. That was definitely the reason why I was like, parents, it's time for you to meet this guy because I need y'all to know that I'm serious. Um, it does feel fast, but I know that's the fear speaking because, like, y'all, I I just have to admit, and I'm sure you guys know this, like, duh. Like, I'm once I say this, you guys are going to be like, duh, bestie, the fuck. But I'm scared. Like, I'm scared to really try and fall hard again but the thing is like I have to face the truth I've already fallen for Quincy <laughs> um and he is my peace he's my rock he's my steady he's my best friend he's so funny he makes me laugh he pushes me he encourages me and not only that he believes in me um I don't feel awkward creating content around him he actually pushes me to do it he loves my relationship with God. He respects my relationship with God. He wants to pray with me. Like he is truly my number one supporter and my best friend and it feels right to move in with him, but it's also scary as fuck, you guys. Um and I just I'm like, "Shut up, fear. Please stand behind me, Satan." Not even please, but I'll cut your throat. Um and I, the, the fear of moving in with Quincy looks like this. When I did this last time, it was way too damn soon, y'all. And my ex waited seven and a half years to propose. And then even then, at the end of the relationship, he was like, I, I didn't really want to marry you. He kept saying, like, excuses were like, oh, we can't afford it or we can't afford it, which was so not true. Like, people say, like, I want to wait till I'm ready to start a business. I want to wait till I'm ready to have kids. I swear on my life, you guys, you will never, ever, 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 ever be exactly where you want to be. It just won't happen. It's, it, it's, it, that's not what, ha that's not what fucking happens, y'all. You have to just do it and you'll become ready. You have to put yourself in there, put yourself in the arena and I, you'll figure it out along the way. Um, but anyways, that's side, side tangent, sorry. But you know, he waited seven and a half years and I wanted to be married. Um, obviously, like year two, um, I was like, okay, how, how are you not on the same page as me? Which I should have figured that out, but I was young, I was 21, you know, just stupid. And I don't, what I'm afraid of is making the same mistakes. Um, but the thing is that I have to keep reminding myself is I'm not dating my ex. I'm not dating the same person. Um, the same mistakes aren't going to be made. And I'm also smarter. Like, I, ha why am I not? Here's the thing that just, like, when I start to think this way and I start to get afraid and I start to overthink whatever, I have to remind myself, baby girl, why are you doubting yourself? Why are you doubting everything that you have learned in your life? I know what it looks like when someone isn't 
for me, when someone doesn't want to be with me, when someone is just like comfortable, uh, when it feels comfortable, I know what it fucking looks like to be comfortable because I did that for almost a decade and I won't do that again. And it's like, Alicia, you know, this is not what it is. This is not a comfort thing. This is like, both of us are actually kind of scared. We're worried that we're moving too fast, but deep down, like past the fear, like moving past the fear and listening to our intuition, it feels right. So, you know, and then another thing like, okay, so for me, being hurt in the past or doing something that didn't work out in the past, I'm like, okay, well, this will be a red flag. And if I ever see this red flag, I'm done. I will walk away. I'll be like, no, thank you. Whatever, whatever. Right. The thing is these red flags that your ex gave you. Yes, they can be an indicator of the next relationship. A hundred percent. If the trust has not been built, if you aren't able to bring it up, like, Hey, this was a major red flag in my past relationship. And I want to know what the, what is this with you? Like what, how are like gaming video games? You know, some people could be like, I'll never date a gamer again. Your person might be a fucking gamer, you know? Um, don't, you, you just can't, it's, it's keeping yourself protected and I completely get why, but it's not, a, it's not right. You know, um, you're going to prevent yourself from experiencing what you should have experienced the first time. I don't mind games. Adrian, my ex was a huge gamer, like addicted to it, honestly. So that sucked. And I never see him, never spent time with him, whatever. And honestly, I should be like, I will never date a gamer ever again. Quincy's a gamer. I don't mind games. Before I met Adrian, I never minded games. I actually play video games myself. Um, and I went back to that. Like, I don't mind games, but I'm going to see what it, what it looks like to date someone who's not addicted to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can live with your protective shields and red flags and I walk away from that, blah, blah, blah. But you're just going to prevent yourself from experiencing what you should have experienced the first time, period. Um, so, what the fuck was my point, you guys? Oh, so my red flag thing was like, well, I'm not going to move in with someone until I'm engaged, until they have fully committed to me. They put a ring on my finger. They're like, you're it. You're the one. I'm serious. We're going to fight through whatever. Like, we're going to work on the relationship because relationships are work. Love is work. It's never easy. Um, I'm committed to you. And I was like, that's it. But that is, unfortunately, and I wish that it, I, I, I hope that we get to this point where it is, that it can be ideal at least not married, but engaged for sure. Um, but it isn't because of our parents, you know, they got married young and then most of them divorced. My parents had a tremulous, whatever relationship for 15 years. It was horrible. Um, and I was like, why the fuck are you guys not divorced? It was so annoying. And, um, what that taught me was like, I'm not getting married and living with someone like, look how bad it was. I would rather live with someone first before I get married to them so that I know. Studies have shown that that's not the right way to do it, by the way, but I'm just, whatever. So my red flag is like, my standard is this. And it's because I lived with this dude that, and it was a, not a great relationship. It was horrible, honestly. It wasn't horrible, you guys, but I didn't grow. I wasn't who I needed. I didn't grow. Like, I sat, I sat stagnant. I was not happy for eight years. And, um, and it was because... I wanted to live with someone before I got married. And then, so my red flag is like, I'm not doing that again. And so here I am facing this fear and being like, this may be what it should have been the first time where you live together, you get even closer. You, you see, when you live with someone, you see fucking everything y'all. And it's either going to draw y'all, push y'all apart, or it's going to just bring y'all closer. Quincy already feels like my best friend. I think this is a good thing, you know? And so it's like, okay, like I have to cling to that hope. 
It's so hard to cling to hope when you've been hurt for three decades, but y'all, I'm doing it. I'm out here, I'm trying. Um, I'm not just trying, I'm doing it. Like, I don't like saying, I'm gonna try. No, bitch, I'm gonna do, if I fail, I fail. I'll get back up again and I'll do it again. But like, it's not a I try, it's a change of mindset, it's I do. So, God, that was a ramble, but that's me just being vulnerable as balls with y'all. Like, um, I'm moving in with Q, I'm scared. Here's why I brought that up though. We finally got the apartment this week. Being a content creator, it is so hard to prove my income. It's not that simple. Yes, I have a management team, but they don't they don't send me paychecks. I don't have like a paycheck stub. Like I have like screenshots of contracts that I've signed and shit like this. And this apartment complex, you guys were so freaking strict, y'all, on paycheck stubs and bank statements like I tried to send screenshots because that's what I get from my management team is like a screenshot of my pay it's like a it's an excel spreadsheet of what I'm expected to get in the next net 30 years next 60 days and they send me that screenshot they're like hey this is positive today type of thing this apartment complex will not accept accept screenshots they needed like pdf and I tried to convert it to no like nothing was working I was like well, what the fuck you guys I actually had to give them the owner of the management management team's number and be like, will you just call him and he'll prove to you that I get paid. Like, it's crazy. My tax returns didn't work either because of how much I am able to write off. Like, y'all, it was, it was nuts. So, what time is it? Um, we got the apartment. We found out this week that we got it. We had to wait on like pins and needles for it. I think 10 days total. It was nuts. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. The same week, this Wednesday, two days ago, I don't know if I should say this, but Quincy's no longer employed and it wasn't like a fired thing it wasn't like a quit thing it was like a, just a mutual type situation his work environment is beyond toxic beyond toxic so here i am praying like god where do we go where do we go east line east line east line it's so it's, it's not so expensive but it's more expensive than we want and i'm like okay east line we get it and the same week that we get it quincy's income is no longer there and it's like okay god um I'm not going to doubt that I didn't hear you correctly, even though <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't be surprised because I really wanted to move to East Line. <laughs> but this is one of them things where God is going to show, show up and show out. And I'm just believing in that because why else would he, he was so clear with East Line. It was like no hesitation. And I'm like over here like, nah, 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 nah. I'm sorry, what? Like, are you sure? Because I didn't, I wanted to, but I didn't, you know, but here we are. We get it. And Quincy loses his job. So it's just, I know God is going to show up. I don't know when, but, um, you know, God, <laughs> this is one of the times I'm going to need you to not take your time. But I'm praying, and I, I want you guys who are believers or whatever, even if you're not believers, like, my God is love. I love you. He loves you. So shoot some words up out in the atmosphere um, that we get this, that Quincy gets an even better job. Something that's just not toxic. Like, it. He works with dramatic, petty, horrible people that um, are just not that great. Um, and it was horrible to watch him go through it. I wanted to like fight people and I'm not a fighter. So God needs to show up soon. We have a month. Literally today is October 14th. Our moving date is November, November 14th. I am rambling. We need some prayers. You guys come through, be the prayer warriors that I know you guys can be. And I can't wait to come back on this podcast and be like, this is how God showed up in my life. This is how he showed up for Quincy. This is how he showed like, yo, Quincy, I'm for you. This is my favor. Here you go. Like, I'm ready for this. Anyways, you guys are caught up. 
I am drained. Here is how it went with Dad and Q. So, <laughs> let me give y'all the whole fucking story. <laughs> Listen, Quincy and I, you know, we were dating. This is like a, a few months ago, whatever. I don't even remember when. And he's all like, I'm like, what don't you like? He's like, casseroles. And I'm like, because I'm, I know you won't believe it, but I'm white. You know, I grew up with casseroles in the family, Thanksgiving, whatever. And there are some bomb ass, I don't care who you are. There's some bomb casseroles out there. We're not going to knock it, fam. Um, you just got to know how, how to do it. You know, there's a French toast casserole that will blow your pants off. It's amazing. And um, I was like, what? like no you just haven't had the right casserole and he's like no I will seriously like if you ever start just throwing casseroles on the dinner table I will be I would not be okay with that I would I would have something to say I would just order a pizza and I'm like okay whatever so mom hold on I need some water <clears throat> mom is like what should I make y'all and I was like make I love her fried chicken and mashed potatoes I was like make that and I think she forgot because she's like, I'm making King Ranch chicken casserole. <laughs> and I completely forgot. I was like, ooh, yum, because you can make some bomb King Ranch chicken casserole. But I, for I keep forgetting this. Mom does not cook the same that she did when I was growing up. She is in like this healthy phase. And I don't know if it's like laziness or something, but she. I, okay, listen, I swear I learned how to cook from watching her and grandma cook, but mom, I'm a, I hate to say this, I'm a better cook than my mom, y'all. This is wild to me. I was like, what? The veggies in the casserole were, were so hard. They were so crunchy. It was crazy. Um, it just, obviously, she didn't, like, cook them before she put them in the casserole, or she didn't, like, put aluminum foil over the pan and cook it. Like, you have to, like, lock, you have to seal in the steam so everything in that casserole gets cooked through perfectly, like... There's a science to cooking, and I know it because I love food and I love eating. So, of course, I'm going to try to make anything that I, I'm, I'm putting in my mouth the fucking best. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be top tier. So, if I don't make it right, I'm going to figure out what I did wrong. So, anyways, the casserole was not that great. It barely tasted like it was seasoned. Dad even got up and got salt and pepper. And I'm from the South, and I've been raised, like, if you ask for salt, it's rude. It's rude to ask for salt. But even Dad got up and got salt and pepper, and I was like, damn. And Quincy was just like... He didn't say anything. He was so respectful. He ate, he ate everything on his plate. Didn't ask for seconds. Normally, the man does. And I was like, you are amazing. I love you. But it was like, we got in the car and we just looked at each other. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Welcome to the white family. Like, I can't, y'all. <sighs> so there's that. Um, and then mom and dad went on a little bit of a, I want to call it a rant, but it wasn't like in your face type of thing. It was just they kept talking and kept talking about it. It was a good 30 minutes about religion and about their relationship with God, which I love doing. I absolutely love talking. I love conspiracy theories with God and everything as well because um, I just, I, I love God. Like my relationship with him is like a true friendship. He guides me, everything, like all this stuff, but it's not like a judgmental thing. Like if I sin, I'm going to hell. No, like it's not like that. It's different. And I love talking about God in that way because it's so refreshing. It's like talking about your best friend, you know. Um, but for people like Quincy who aren't used to that, it's kind of it kind of feels like it's in your face. And it went on, it went on, it went on, and it felt like they were over explaining God because what they really want is for me to marry a Christian man, and I know this. Um, 
So I, that's, I feel like that's what happened. And I don't think it was intentional, but it was kind of awkward for sure. I was like, okay guys, like I wanted to change the subject. You can't just, I love that you're talking about something that makes you passionate, but if you're talking about it with someone who doesn't, who, who doesn't understand it, it's like you're speaking another language and it kind of just feels like, can I change the channel type of thing? And I could feel that from him. Um, of course he was super respectful and didn't do anything like that at all whatsoever. He paid attention. Honestly, who knows? He may have really enjoyed it and just didn't know what to say because he's never experienced like that. Um, but I, for sure, on my end, I felt awkward. I was like, stop. I don't want to overwhelm people. Um, so I don't want to over overwhelm him, whatever, you know what I mean? So there, it was like that. And then dad was like, okay, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. And mom was like maybe Quincy can go and I didn't think he was going to I thought it was kind of like she was just joking but he totally went on a walk with dad and that's when they had their private conversation um while that was happening mom and I are sitting on the couch and she's like are you thinking about moving in with Quincy and I was like yes um we've discussed it I didn't tell them that we are because I wasn't I needed to gauge how they felt about Quincy first um, because I feel like they also went through the pain with me like I said and I need to gauge their comfort level I don't just want to like hey here's this information bye type of thing you know what I'm saying I wanted to like ease them into it so I said we we're thinking about it that's when she started to cry and she's like I just don't want to see you hurt again and I was like mom I honestly don't believe that I'm gonna go through any kind of pain like I like I've already gone through um, not just like last year, but like that relationship wasn't, there, were, there was a breakup in that relationship that that was the hardest thing I ever did. Leaving him the first time after three and a half years was the hardest thing I ever did, period. And after I did that, I realized I could do it again and I was like, I'm okay, but that was the hardest. And that's so I was like, mom, um, I can go, like I can get, I, won't, I don't think I'll ever be hurt like I, like I was. I just, unless I lose a child or something, like I just don't think that's gonna happen. And she's like, I know, but you don't have to be hurt. And I was like, okay, but I'm also alive and I'm on this planet and I'm going to get hurt. Like, it's going to happen. She's like, I know, but you just, you don't have to go through it. And I'm like, I think it's going to be more painful for you than it will be for me. And just understand, like, I will be with you and I will also be okay. I know that I'll be okay. Like, y'all, let's be honest, look at my fucking track record. I'm going to be even better. I'm going to be more than okay. Trust. So she's crying over that type of thing. She just doesn't want me to get hurt. I get it, but neither one of my parents want me to get hurt, but I'm a survivor, gang, gang. Um, so now let's go outside with Dad and Quincy. They talked about Dad's family, talked about Quincy's family, and I know somewhere in the conversation, Dad released a threat. He was like, Quincy, don't hurt my daughter. And I'm pretty sure Quincy said, I won't. And he was like, confirm. Or he said, I know. Hold on. Should I call him? Let me call him. I just want to make sure I know, like, word for word what, that, what Quincy said. Oh. He may be napping right now. Yeah, I think he's napping. But like, how are you not gonna, he either said I know, or I won't, but I'm, Quincy's a good man, I'm pretty sure he said I won't. Um, and then I was like, oh fuck, that scared me. <laughs> hey. What up, what up? Hey, okay, I'm recording the podcast and I just wanna make sure I got like word for word correct. 
when dad said, Quincy, don't hurt my daughter, would you say? Uh, don't hurt my daughter? Right? Didn't he not say that? I think you either said, I know, or I won't. You said, don't hurt my daughter, and you think I said, I know? <laughs> then you said, I won't, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. What, like, what else are you going to say, you know? That's what I thought. I can't remember. Okay. Exactly what I said. <laughs> no worries. I, you blacked out. It's okay. <laughs> that day seems very long ago. I know. Right it's been a long week. Okay. Um, yeah, I just had to confirm. He was literally like, when was that? It was like Monday, this Monday. He was like, whoa. Because this week has been so long for both of us. So he's like, I'm pretty sure I said, he's like, I either joked and said that's not in the plans, but I don't think so because my dad's pretty serious and I don't think Quincy would have responded jokingly. Um, so we're both pretty sure that he said I won't. Um, and then I called dad and I, here's the thing. I was so positive that dad was going to be like, what are your intentions with my daughter? Because that's his go-to line. I think he even did that with my brother's now wife. He asked the girl, what are your intentions with my son or something like that? Or he asked Adam, what are your intentions with Elizabeth? And so I wanted, I, I want to know like what Quincy's going to say to that question. Dad didn't ask it. And I was like, excuse me. So I called dad and I was like, you didn't ask him what his intentions are? And he was like, well, I don't need to. I can tell what his intentions are. And I'm over here like, listen, I know that I'm the queen of jumping into the unknown and being like, wee, it's so fun. It's not fun, fam. It's something that I don't want to do. I don't like the unknown. I want to know what is going to happen, at what time, at what day, so I can be fully prepared for everything in my life. And that's not the case, okay? So I was like, ugh, like growl, you know? But he, dad was like, I can tell he really, really, really likes you. Um, and he's very serious about you. And that's a vibe. We need a man who's serious and not playing no games. Okay. So all in all, the meeting went well. Dad and Quincy exchanged numbers. I'm geek, like geeking, like laughing about that because I just know dad is going to be texting Quincy with all types of basketball and football questions and all that stuff. So... The meeting went well. Um, Mom and Dad approve of Q, of course. I mean, if you approve of me, you approve of Q because he and I are so similar and it's so nice to date someone that I don't have to like explain myself to, you know? He's such a good guy, I feel really blessed. Um, and like, I'm sure you guys are not surprised. That was so anticlimactic. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that's how it went, so. Yeah, we are moving in together in a month, you guys. And I am going full-time into vlogging and YouTube. Um, this is my, yeah, this is 
this is me honing in, zeroing in on content. I spent a lot of last year being, quote, free, going through some single healing, and I spent the majority of this year, because I met Quincy in January, going through, like, relational healing, facing demons, and there was a period, a few months here, where I realized this now, but I didn't realize it then, I was depressed. Um, that's why you guys didn't see me on Instagram a lot. I was just, I didn't feel like it, and I'm, I'm not one to really, like, fake it. Um, like that, I'm always one to be real, and I, but I didn't realize that's what was going on. I didn't realize it was a slight depression until I got through it, and then I was like, oh, fuck. Um, so now it feels good. I faced the fear. Like, what it was is it's just like a deep-seated fear from all the damage I've gone through, and it's, I faced it. I've brought it to God. I've brought it to the Holy Spirit. I've overcome it. He's shown me how, etc., and I'm ready to live life and not hold back so that is all going down on the youtube um if you love watching my stories if you love watching like mini blogs you're gonna love the youtube it's it's just gonna be constant um i'm nervous a little but hey you gotta do what scares you you guys you gotta do it so send prayers for east sign send prayers for quincy's job um we really need something you know we really we need a miracle we need we need that favor i know it's coming i just would love if it came right now. <laughs> um, and then stay tuned. We'll keep you guys updated. Who knows? Maybe, who knows? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's not Eastline. Maybe we move in for a month and then it's like we can't afford it and we have to move out and that's going to be even crazier. So thank you for joining the ride, this crazy ride of mine. Um, thank you for being here and support. Like you being here, I love that I'm an entertainment gang gang. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying that. I got that from Quincy. I love that I'm entertaining enough to keep you guys here because my life is like, well, and I'm funny and I do feel like y'all's best friend. I love that. Um, so thank you for being here. But also, I need you guys to understand, like, this community, this community that I've built, that we built, you guys being here supports me. And it feels like, it feels like physical evidence that you guys believe in me. Does that make sense? It feels so good. Like, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling in my chest. <laughs> You know me and emotions. I don't know how to explain it, but it feels like a physical warmth, and it feels so good. So thank you. Um, Dallas Girlies, I am planning a meetup Friday night, Casablanca, Bishop Arts, next Friday, not this one. Obviously, today is Friday. I'm done. Next Friday, so one week from today. Um, I'm thinking 9... I have the hiccups, you guys. 9.30 p.m. Um, a meetup. Let's just do it. I don't care how many people shows up. I don't care if nobody shows up. I'm going to be hanging out. Maybe Quincy will come. I hope he does. It'll be fun. And let's do it. Let's do the damn thing. I'm about to announce it on TikTok, but you heard it here first. Thank you guys for joining this episode. Stay tuned for the next one. I want to get Quincy on here and you guys can answer or ask us Q&A, anything at all whatsoever, and we will answer your questions. Okay? Love you guys, and I'll see y'all in the next episode.